Hey, hello everybody, welcome to our show. This is uh, our seventh episode of the Football Chronicles. And with me here is Edgar uh, from Chicago. Hello everyone. Hi. So, yeah, we are very excited. Tomorrow the World Cup begins. Uh, 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time, 7 p.m. 7 a.m. Central Time. And yeah, we are very excited finally. The time has come. This is our first episode before the World Cup. The, or, and we are very excited about it. But today we want to start talking about what happened today uh, with the Spanish team. As many of you know, uh, Julian, Julian Lopetegui was the coach until today. And they have replaced him with Fernando Hierro, which is an idol in Spain, an idol in Real Madrid. He was one of the best players of his time. And now he's replaying Lopetegui uh, in the last moment. This is really uh, disappointing for Spain. I hope this doesn't affect their performance. But Lopetegui uh, had to quit the team and, uh, well, he was not, he didn't have to quit. I think he, f he was fired. He was fired. Bec he was fired, yeah, because he, Uh, apparently had already a deal uh, with Real Madrid to be the coach for next season. They couldn't uh, agree with, with uh, Pochettino for, uh, to be the coach because apparently the clause was really expensive. So they tried to hide Lopetegui and, and it was leaked that he was going to be the coach and yeah, like the Real Madrid the Real Federation of Soccer in Spain asked for his for for him to like to quit. So the crazy thing is that tomorrow tomorrow he's gonna be announced as the main coach of Real Madrid at the same time as the World Cup begins. So it's gonna be crazy that it's that that is insane. I yeah. I didn't think it was leaked. So here's here's how I understood this whole thing unfolding. Sebas, because I remember the first piece of news I got was Lopetegui announces that he will become Real Madrid's coach. This was yesterday, if I remember correctly. And I was like, oh, that's a dick move. I mean, why would you do that? Why would you announce that you're going to become a Real Madrid's coach if the World Cup is going to start in a day or two? Um, and, and I remember reading Mr. Chip, if, if anyone knows Mr doesn't know Mr. Chip is a Twitter person. Um, It's a Twitter personality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Personality. From, from, from the soccer world. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a lot of statistics. It's really fun to follow. So I read Mr. Chip's tweet saying, you know, how can Lopetegui do this? How can he announce that he's going to be leaving um, after the World Cup? Couldn't he just wait a few weeks? You know, this is not a good move. He, he was upset. And I was like, yeah, I mean... I didn't think it was smart um, because, you know, like there's a, a lot of players from Real Madrid and the Spanish team, there's a lot of players from Barcelona and other teams. It just doesn't seem, I don't know, doesn't seem wise to me. Anyway, then today we hear that he's canned, that the Federation was fi fired him, and apparently what I read was that um, the Federation was told that Lopetegui was going to announce that he was going to become Real Madrid's coach. So they were told five minutes before he announced that he was going to become Real Madrid's coach. But, but what I hear is that he, the information, what they, what they were trying to protect that because they didn't want people to know that he was going to be the coach. But apparently mm -hmm. 
people inside Real Madrid were talking already about it. So that's why he decided to, hey, you're probably going to announce that. And, you know, like Florentino Perez said, yeah, probably we should announce that you're going to be the coach for the next season. But, yeah, of course, that, that was not the best way to handle this situation. And it's, the, it's very disappointing for, 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 the, for the team, for Spain. Can you imagine, like, you know, they had a process going on. You know, a like, really good one. A really he good one. Lost a match. Yeah, and all the players were asking for him to stay. Yeah. I mean, and on, on one hand, I, I'm kind of like, like, I understand the position of the federation because, yeah. you know, you have to be strict about these things and, you know, like, uh, Florentino Perez cannot do whatever he wants. So, I think this was a, a, a move to show, hey, you cannot, like, fuck with us, you know, you cannot, like, do whatever you want with us. But at the same time, it was a move made to make, you know, like, it, it's kind of like a, it wasn't thought, it wasn't thought to, to help the team at all. Because I don't know, Fernando Hierro, what is he going to do in two days? You know, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really sad. I mean, honestly, it just seems like they're throwing everything away. And if, I mean, you know, I just remember a few weeks ago, well, no, not a week ago, a few months ago, that they trashed Argentina. They played so well. Um, they had a really, they have a really good team. I just, I don't know. It just seems like, a, no, it doesn't seem like a great move on their end. Um, I still think Spain is strong and that they will do well, but this is a huge blow, massive blow for them. Yeah, but sometimes these things play well for the team. Sometimes they unite better. You know, sometimes they, you know, when they have adversity, they say, well, we have to overcome this, we have to be stronger. Like us versus them type of mentality, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. So maybe, maybe. And the first team, the first team they're playing against is Portugal. So it's, not a, it's not an easy task there. But I want to see Spain playing Portugal with Fernando Hierro as a coach and see what they can do now. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, honestly, this World Cup is starting to become really interesting. This is the first... Cr First, we had the Mexican team with the hookers, <laughs> yeah. and now this crazy news breaks. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope they do well. They have a great team, and they could win the World Cup. I, I just honestly, with this, do, do you know if like the entire coaching staff was fired? You, you know what I mean? Because I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Actually, everyone I don't know. is leaving. To right, everyone is leaving. Probably. To, to Real Madrid, like all of the Petegui's assistant coaches and and everyone. Um, so if that's true, I mean, imagine having to replace all of that in, in 24 hours. That's that's just not, yeah, that's just insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, uh, to, uh, to what extent they all have to go, but uh, what I what I read also is that you know if Lopetegui had quit, the the they didn't have to pay. If he had quit, he had to pay some money to the Real. Uh, Federation of Soccer in in Spain some money, but since he was can, the he doesn't have to pay anything. Right. So they they even lost money. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. So yeah, man. I I I was it was surprising. I mean, it was surprising when I first heard it. It's still surprising today. Um, I didn't think they would have the balls to fire him when I first heard the news that he was going to become Real Madrid's coach. I was like, well, that's not great. I already thought it was a blow for Spain myself, um, but this is. I think this makes it worse. That said, 
I believe I'm a strong believer in institutionality and if it and I would have done the same thing. If I were in the shoes of the guy in the Spanish Federation Federation, I would have fired him too. I don't think it's cool. And and Lopetegui has worked for the Federation for a long time because he was the coach for the like lower division teams, not lower division, sorry, younger teams, um, Spain's younger teams. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a very de- divisive decision that he made, and also imagine like being in that team, like in for example, in farther in the World Cup, you have players that are playing in, in Barcelona, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what are they gonna think about that? You know, like he's gonna be the coach of the team that they that they like have to like fight the title every single season. So I don't think that's a good yeah, that's, thing to that's have there. definitely not great. That's what that's exactly what I was thinking yesterday, and now with him being fired, it just becomes even more complicated. I think, but you know, hopefully it's for the best. Um, yeah. I think one, one other but thing I wanted to oh, do you wanna see something else? Sorry. No. Okay. No. What, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, one, one. I think you know we're getting close to the World Cup, so I definitely want to talk to you about um, who do you think is the strongest team? Um, you know, the the one that could take the World Cup. Honestly, after this news from Spain, I just you know they were up there, top five, top three for me. Now maybe a little. It's more complicated. So what what do you have? What do you think? Who okay. do you think will take it? I can give you my top four. Okay. And then I can give you like some other fours that, uh, like, let's say I can, I can give you my top four, my second four, and then some teams that can maybe surprise, be okay. a surprise in this World Cup. I think that my top four for this World Cup is Germany, is uh, Brazil, is France, and I still think that Spain is in that top four. In my second tier, I have England. I have Portugal, I have Argentina, and I don't know, I may be, this guy is crazy, but maybe Uruguay as well. I thought you were going to say Peru. <laughs> no, 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 and in my, in my other four that are going to probably surprise, can do like a, have a surprise in this World Cup, I, I'm going to add Peru, Colombia, I maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't I kind of think about it too though. I think those. <laughs> I, I I like from I like Denmark. I mean, if they make it through, which I don't think they will, because you know they have to go over my dead body to <laughs> to make it through the group phase. I like how they've been playing. I think they're a good team. Again, you know, low low expectations. Belgium is a good team too. So us. Yeah, actually, Belgium. That's another one that I would put in my in my third four. Like. Yeah. Uh, and in my group and yeah Belgium is a really good team actually you're right you, you know who else is a good team um, and I haven't seen much I have to admit um, and I think they are in Colombia's group uh, Senegal yeah Senegal is good but you know like I've seen some of the matches and they haven't played that well together yeah, yeah together I, I think they, they have they have really good players but Senegal, Nigeria, I they have good players. I mean, Nigeria beat the crap out of Argentina 4-2 not that long ago. Yeah, but, but that, that, that seems to be a thing now. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like a passion thing, right? <laughs> but I don't know, I think African teams, they're always really good at, you know, like, they have always, like, high expectations, but... Yeah. But then when, when it comes to play, like, I don't know, like, in the World Cup, they always, like, fail. I don't know why. Yeah. 
Yeah, do you remember? I mean, the last big one was, um, that I remember at least, definitely South Africa against Uruguay when Suarez uh, became a legend. <laughs> By biting? No, not, not the biting. The, this is in 2010, remember, when Suarez... Uh, it was it was was it was in no it was um, Ghana versus Uruguay. Oh okay. And he handballed the. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That was, I think, the last massive, amazing performance from a from an African team that I remember. But they, I mean, they did so well. They could they could have definitely made it through. Anyway, so for me, my top one, my top four are in Brazil. It's hard for me. So my top four: Brazil, Germany. But I really, 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 really don't want them to win it. You know, is I think Germany is in my top four because it's Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not because I have seen them playing that well. Actually, they have lost several matches in the past months as yeah. a team. They only won against Saudi Arabia in these fr in these friendly matches, and you know, Saudi Arabia is not a very strong team. They don't even have like players like top players in the team so yeah. you know like that's the only thing that they have to show but yeah, you know but it's they're Germany, Germans. but they're Germans that's right you never know what they can do and yeah so so Brazil to recap Brazil Germany I like Brazil they've been playing really really well but you know that's the thing when teams play Brazil hasn't lost in mm -hmm. so long they like You know, after after losing, I think you and I watched this match together in the Copa America Centenario in in the United States. Brazil lost against Peru. Uh, you remember that amazing handball uh, and was eliminated from the Copa America. That day, they changed uh, they changed coaches. They honestly changed a lot of players, and they have not honestly. They have, I don't think they've lost. A game or they've lost very few games they cruise through the qualifiers um, and they have been doing really well since that doesn't last forever so it worries me that they may and I haven't I haven't seen that they are going through like a low curve you know that they, mm -hmm. they could they've peaked already like last year and now they're coming down I haven't seen that but it wouldn't surprise me because they have been playing really really well for quite a long time already um, so it wouldn't surprise me that they don't do so well anyway but they are a great team they just beat Austria 3-0 playing really really well so you know not, I think to me they, they should win it I, I, I honestly hope they win it then uh, Germany just they're, they're Germans they always do well um, I don't know why it's just what they do um, they always have mm -hmm. um The third one, and this is going to be surprising for you. My third and fourth are going to be surprising. I think Belgium. Really? I know. Yeah. In that top group. Yep. I know they have no history. I and this and I have to say that this last two were like there's a group that I have that could be the last two, but I think I'm going to put Belgium there just because they have really good players. They have really they have a great midfield. Their coach me. He's okay. It's uh, Roberto Martinez. I think he used to coach Everton. Okay. Um, yeah. So I like them. I think they could get far. Uh, I think they could win it. I mean, if you look at a bracket, it's not that many matches that you have to win. And I think they could do it. So anyway, I, I have Belgium there. I, I like how they play. I don't know if Belgium has what it takes to be a champion, but 
but but I, I I don't know I agree with you they are a good team they're very decent and uh, they were I think first in the group right yeah they so. cruised they cruised and and you know we I've seen a lot of weaknesses in Germany lately some weakness in Spain because they they I think they they've tied a few games lately uh, and with this you know last uh, happenings the coach leaving man I, I don't know. So that's why I put Belgium a little bit ahead. Again, history doesn't help them, uh, but I think they definitely have the the skills and and the mentality to push through. Uh, okay. So who's my, your fourth in that group in the my first? My fourth one is gonna shock you. It's gonna be Argentina. Mm. And here's why. No, let me tell you why. Okay. No, 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 I, I know, but I'm going to tell because you why. Because of Messi. <laughs> no, has, no, that has nothing to do. Well, that, that has something to do, you have to admit. I mean, no, no, it's... Yes, but my, yeah, argument yeah. Is not, my argument is not that. My argument is only the fact... No, not only, but one of the factors I see is that this Argentinian team is coming together. And they haven't been doing so well lately. I mean, I think everyone knows that. Um... They qualified to the World Cup. They barely made it. <laughs> yeah, they barely made it. Barely made it. They, they like, I don't know if everyone knows, they made it. They had to beat Ecuador in Quito, and they played against an Ecuador that had all, like, a Team C, like, all players that played in the local league. They beat them 3-1 and went through. Um, so, but I, I like, because Sampaoli, the Argentina's coach, coached in Peru and he did so well with all the teams most of the teams he touched I think if he can get through them we, we can see something amazing happening yeah well another thing that can be beneficial for them is that they have a very easy group you know I mean easy who's in their group Nigeria Ish, I don't know about that I don't know, I know about that <laughs> well they have Croatia and Iceland it's not it's not like an extremely easy group but it's a doable i mean you can they yeah. can at least qualify a second right so it's not impossible and even if they qualify second they have to probably face uh, maybe some a team from group a peru so now group a is russia so they're no, yeah, egypt no, they, and they, they face us they face group group c no but if they if, if they are runners runner up i think oh if they're runner up they face another group yeah i didn't know that yeah but anyhow i think that having not that much pressure in the first group is a huge help you know like they are not facing any big oh. team in that group yeah, no, because, no historical uh, I team, mean, that's true. And Croatia, I mean, I think Croatia is a great team, but I've seen the friendly matches and they are not playing that well. No. You know, like they have really good names. No, I, I was at the stadium and they did not play well when they played against us. I mean, we played so much better than they did. I was even surprised. Yeah, and they have like players in Real Madrid. like. Yeah, Barcelona. I mean, both yeah. of them. Their, their, their entire midfield is from Real Madrid and Barcelona, I think. So, but I, I just think Argentina could be that story of a team that doesn't start well um, and, you know, puts itself together kind of at the end. Um, that, I that, think that, struggles, I that struggles through the, sorry, that struggles through the group phase, because I think they will, and gets their strength 
from the group phase. They don't come like Brazil does. That is, you know, a freaking airplane, right? Like fine-tuned, beautiful, you know, for a long time. They are struggling getting up together, and they they honestly, unless they go to shit and they don't qualify, they can only go up. That's what I think. Yeah, but I think the good thing about the Argentina as well, another, another factor is that uh, Chiquito Romero is not the goalkeeper. I think Chiquito Romero, I think he was a great keeper, but he's not a goalkeeper anymore. Like, he's like really out of like, I think he was really out of touch, you know, like, so they have to choose another goalkeeper who is probably more in like looking this opportunity as a way to become permanent in the team you know uh -huh. either Armani or the other one that is there I don't know uh, Willy Caballero Willy Caballero so I think that that's probably something good for them as well but yep. okay so who's so, in, your in your second group of four four teams I'm, I'm only gonna do my second group because a third I haven't really thought through so then there's this other teams that I like that I've seen play that I like um, England that I like I know they always suck at the World Cup. So yeah, I'm just gonna mention them because they have great players. They have very different players, and they've always had. That is undeniable. They have Dele Ali. They have Raheem Sterling, uh, Harry Kane, uh, Danny Rose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean they have like a nice midfield, feeling a little Spanish, a little South American. You know, moves the ball fast, whatever. Um, you know, it, it, it's a little, it's, it's a bit of a different England than I think we're used to seeing. So, who knows? You know, I mean, again, it's hard to tell because they always do what they do. Um, but England, I like, I like Uruguay, Sebas. I like Uruguay. Yeah, Uruguay but is a good team. It's a team that has gone through change as well. And so, I know but so far we know a lot of their players, but they have really young, interesting players. So so far we have agreed on those two in the second group. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting because uh, you're right. I think um, they have this is is a very like mature team as well. You know, they, yeah, they, they exactly. have the many young players, so I think that that plays in their advantage because it's well, not their first well, workout for now, many. Right. Now, they have a nice mixture now. Now they do have some young players. Um, I don't remember their names, but I've seen some of them uh, play as midfielders. I think one kid that is a forward is probably not going to play any games. Um, you know, yeah, Maria is not young anymore, Jose Maria Jimenez. So. But they have so, Cavani, for example. They have, exactly. They have a nice yeah, mixture, like you said. They have a nice mixture, and, and the, the, the coach is Oscar, uh, Oscar Tavares. He's like... Yeah. Oscar Washington, <laughs> he's an institution over there as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of the players respect the guy. I think I'm pretty sure that this is probably gonna be his last World Cup. I don't think I don't see a guy managing the team in the next season, in the next for the next uh, World Cup. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, because I think he's like what, like seventy four something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, you're why? Yeah, I agree with that. Why has? Is strong. Could it's, be a surprise. You know what? What I read today that was really surprising for me is that, uh, you know, that the team that has, how, how can I translate that? The team that has provided the most players in the World Cups, like if you, uh, like you know, the club that has, like, provided the most players in the World Cups. You know which which one it is? 
the, like the soccer club yeah the soccer club so which one you, do you think most players have come from that club to play in the world cup in the uh, heat in if you add all the world cups <laughs> oh i don't know yeah. um barcelona well uh no let's say may, maybe in south america which one do you think south america which one I mean, the first few World Cups were won by Uruguay, and we're talking about Uruguay, so I'm assuming one of the Uruguayan teams. Yeah, so Peñarol is actually the. Peñarol. Yeah, Peñarol is the one with the. In, in Latin America. I sorry, you know, I, 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 I mislead that question because I think Real Madrid is actually the one. Oh, with wow. Real Madrid, maybe, or maybe. Yeah, but uh, I think. Uh, you know, it's funny because I was going to say Nacional. <laughs> Atlético Nacional? No, 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 Nacional, uh, el Nacional de Montevideo. Ah, no. <laughs> no Peñarol, I think. So, yeah, so it's, it's going to be, it's interesting. I think there are some players in this Uruguay team that I have no idea, but they still have, like, their base, you know? Yep, they have their base. They have switched players in key positions, though. Like, you can see there's a few mid young midfielders, like... Uh, This is the one I was remembering. Uh, I was trying to remember. Uh, Rodrigo Betancourt. Um, he's like 20 years old. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like it. I like the team. They play well. They've had the same idea for a long time. They did really well in the last a couple of World Cups ago. I think they could get really far and they could they could win it. They they have the the power. Yeah, they have they have shown very like to be very strong in the in the qualifiers. So, another team that I want to mention that I like, too, uh, and I like their coach because what the coach did to qualify in, this last, in the last match was he broke the mold and did what he had to do to qualify. And, I, and because of that, you know, and historically how, done he's, how well he's done, I, I commend him. And I like Colombia. I'm not saying that because really? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I... Um, I, I I like Peckerman put that really tall uh, forward against Peru just so we get distracted and have spaces and it worked like a freaking charm. Um, so that was brilliant because Gareca did not Im in, in all his calculations never imagined that he was gonna do that. Yeah. Um, so my my point is you guys have honestly kind of similar to Uruguay have had a team that has done really well a lot of really good players that you know have participated in, in, in several World Cups um, maybe you know Falcao is I mean do you think Falcao is not in that amazing moment he was many years ago but he's still an amazing player um, I think he, he feels that he has to give like his 100% Because yeah. he couldn't qualify for the previous World Cup. Well, he quali he couldn't play in the previous World Cup because he got right. injured. So I think for this World Cup, he's gonna give everything, you know, like, and that's something good. I think he tried to keep himself out of injuries in Monaco and, you know, like, try to take it easy this year in order for in order for him to play the World Cup with all his strength. I think you're right. I mean, there are some flaws in the Colombian team, but overall, I think, I mean, my only like uh, worry is that the defense is kind of young because mm -hmm. we, the, the, the Jerry Mina, for example, is going to be uh, probably the, in the main team as a defender, uh, along with Davison Sanchez. So I don't know if, if, are, if 
maybe instead of Mina or Sanchez they add Christian Zapata maybe that will be better <laughs> so we will see have, how that have, have they played World Cup the previous World Cup Sebas? no well, Christian Zapata has I mean from from what I can see here Christian Zapata eh, Cuadrado James eh, Ospina let me see the lineup here let's see what I'm missing Aguilar, did I say Aguilar already? And uh, Carlos Baca. So, yeah, like more or less like seven to eight players have played the, in the previous World Cup. I mean, that's pretty good. So, yeah, more or less like what you said, like some, like, like a mixture of like old players, like mm-hmm. senior players and a new, new blood. Uh, the, the other team I want to mention is Spain. And I put them one step below because of what just happened. Um,. I, I think that I, undeniably this takes a toll, it distracts you, it makes you not concentrate on what you should be doing. I mean, players and staff, it, it's just the reason Peru qualified to the World Cup and the reason many teams qualified to the World Cup is because they have long-term planning, stability, um, and, and a conducive work environment. Yeah. Um, and Spain doesn't have that right now. So because of that, I put them one step below. That said, you know, still one of my top teams to to win it. Um, and you may wonder, Sebas, that I haven't mentioned one team that you thought I would mention. I thought I'm thinking about two. I'm thinking like what happened with Portugal and France. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Portugal, me, but France. You know, I have been following France because they are my enemy now for the next few. <laughs> <laughs> That's your enemy. They're my enemy. The French, the Australians, and the Danish are my enemies. And I watched... <laughs> I've watched their games. I watched the game against the US, the last one. Did you watch it? France against the US? Yes. No, like a, no, no, I didn't watch that one. And I watched the Colombia-France as well. Well, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with the France-US. I mean, long story short, I don't know... I don't think that team's no, that team knows what it's playing at. Um, I couldn't see much. I mean, against Italy, they did really well. Um, you know, and, and they yeah, they won like two nil. Yeah, and they've been winning some of their matches, um, but against the U.S., a young team that went, defended the entire game, they could only tie one one. I honestly don't see. A style of play. Don't 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 see a lot. I see a lot of amazing players. You know. Yeah. Amazing players, and I think that that can definitely get them through the group stage. And it depends on how they get through. Like if they start playing well and you know, um, performing as a team a little bit more, then I could see them go through further. But if they don't do that uh, and they don't show us through the group stage. I, I think they could struggle. And I honestly think they they could be the Italy and England of of this of this of this World Cup. Yeah. Maybe. I mean the, the, I think what you what you said is correct in the way that you know it's a it's a team with excellent players, uh, really good like managerial team, everything is like w- w- like going on their favor. Like uh, but I think they, they are lacking like hierarchy. Yep. So when they play like small teams, for example, they play against Colombia, and I think they thought that it was gonna be easy, and they lost. You know, like and, and you cannot do those kind of mistakes. Yep. Uh, any any like any team, any big team in the world, you know, like Spain, uh, 
you know, like take Spain, for example, Germany, Argentina, even when they're playing like small teams, they never like show weakness. They never like say we have won these already before even playing, you know, like they play it through and they actually score a lot of goals against those small teams. That's how they are what they are. Right. So I think maybe France is lacking a little bit of that. Yeah, you're probably um, right. Probably right on that. And the, the last one you mentioned was Portugal. Honestly, Portugal to me is never a candidate to anything. I don't really pay attention to them much. To me, it's like they don't exist. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but they are the current like, European champions. That's yeah, but something, how? Right? But how? I yeah, mean, defending everything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but, but that, that's still that a strategy. I don't it know. Is, that, it is. Yeah. I hate it. It is strategy. You're absolutely right. Uh, but, you know, this is just my plain view of how I see this sport. Um, and I just don't like them. <laughs> yeah, and they have they have an easy group as well. Well, ten, like, I don't know, easy, but... Watch you know, out Morocco. Watch out Morocco. Morocco is a team that has the most... Um, how do you say this? Like the most foreign-born players, the mo more nationalized players. Oh know? really? <laughs> yeah, and they're all French, uh, Dutch, and, uh, and Spanish. No kidding, really? Yep, like seventeen yeah. of them, Sebas. Seventeen of them. Seventeen. I know, like twenty-three. Yeah, oh, that's out insane. Of yeah, seventeen. If I remember correctly, but it was a really high number. Um, so, so you know, maybe, don't, yeah, don't, maybe. Don't, don't, don't. I, I like this. I mean, I like. I haven't seen Morocco play at all. On paper, it looks interesting. Egypt looks interesting too. Um, Saudi Arabia. I was listening to some people, some of the Peruvian players, because we played uh, Saudi Arabia. Peru played Saudi Arabia a few weeks ago. And they said, you know, out of the matches we've played, they beat Saudi Arabia 3-0. But the, this player was saying, out of the matches we played recently, and they played against Croatia, they played against you know a bunch of different teams, uh, Sweden... The one that they thought was the hardest was against Saudi Arabia. And the reason he cited for that was because they moved so fast the entire game. Especially the first 30 minutes, that it was very hard for Peru to 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 get the ball, to start playing. Uh, so I mean again, you know, I don't know their 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 team that much. Um, but it was kinda interesting to hear that. So I like I just don't think anymore, and kind of echoing what you were saying a little earlier about France, that you cannot see any team as low as as less than you anymore. That no. that is not going to happen. South Korea, we haven't talked about them, has pretty good players too. They have that uh, son from Tottenham that plays at Tottenham every every weekend. Um, Sweden has a pretty interesting midfield too. Uh, they have a, a centre back that plays for Manchester United. Um, I mean. Yeah, there are, there are some things that can do, maybe can be a surprise. I think Egypt, as you said, and also they have a, a good coach. They do. Cool, yeah, no? so, yeah, Cooper, he was, he won the Champions League uh, with Real Madrid, was it? <laughs> I think. I forgot, like, it was many years ago. Because he, he also was the coach of Inter Milan for a time. And then he, for a time, he disappeared, but, yeah... There is Serbia, Costa Rica as well. Who you know, Costa Rica last time they did really well. Yep. They tied against the Netherlands in um, quarterfinals, and the Netherlands they, they went to pe the penalty kick, the penalty shots, and yep. Keylor Navas couldn't like handle that situation well. But 
Yeah. So you know that's is that's the, the excitement of the World Cup. So uh, yeah, well moving moving forward a little bit, did you see what happened today with the bid that uh, the next World Cup is gonna take place here in North America? Yes, I did see that, and I have something to say about that. Yeah, because yeah well, I the, saw I saw the list of cities, and I did not see Chicago in it. Really, there are thirty six cities in the bid, right? That are for twenty four. I think that there are thirty six cities which want to be part of the World Cup. Yep, and there are twenty four that they're gonna choose. For those who don't know, the World Cup was awarded to the United States, Mexico, and Canada. And it was uh, they were they were th that bid was competing with Morocco for the World Cup, and they beat Morocco. They Shocker! So, so now it's gonna be here in North America. Twenty twenty-six. Twenty twenty-six is the first time that three countries in that in the same time are gonna host a World Cup. I personally I don't like it because I think. Uh, If you if you see Mexico and the U.S., they each of them could like host the World Cup easily. Mm -hmm. They didn't need to get together for this, you know. Yep. They are is, logistically it's gonna be a nightmare because there are gonna be 48 countries in that oh, World Cup. Shit, that's right. So it's gonna be really messy. And for example, for the final, which city are they gonna choose? Are they gonna choose? Chicago. Uh, Chicago. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like maybe somewhere in the U.S. or are they gonna choose the Estadio Azteca? You know, like culturally, those three con like especially Mexico and the U.S. are really different countries. They don't even speak the same language. You know, like I I, I didn't like that like that uh, union of countries because if, I don't know in South America, for example. I think they're saying that probably for the 2030 World Cup is probably going to be Uruguay and Argentina, but those two countries are very similar in right. many ways. And Uruguay is a very tiny country; they don't have the power to host a World Cup anymore. It's very tiny; they only have like two big cities. Well, if you call Maldonado as a city, but <laughs> you know, like they have, they don't have the the power to host a World Cup by their own. But you know, with Argentina, it's uh, it makes sense. Yep, I agree. But but Mexico and the U.S. and Canada, for example, Canada. Come on, like, yeah. I saw that Edmonton was part, of, like, was one of the cities that they were thinking about. Edmonton is freaking north, you know, like the logistics to go there. You know, not even Vancouver was there. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I I have yeah. I honestly haven't really stopped to think about that much. Um, what I have heard though is that and believe it or not I heard this on NPR so shout out to NPR um, I heard on NPR that apparently that the way it's going to work is like the, the first group stages are going to be in the United States Mexico and Canada but I believe everything after quarterfinals is going to be just in the United States that to me sounds really silly So if I were a Mexican Yeah, it, that that we like you know I, I will feel really disappointed just to host group stages. <laughs> you know, it's a country with a big soccer tradition. You know, like Maradona played there. They right. hosted two World Cups. You know, like that's crazy that they they couldn't like host their own. I don't I don't like that that idea of like getting yeah. like together for that's that. That's true. 
I mean, I like it personally in the way that I'm gonna be able to go. You know that, right? But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Have Have you done the math and realized how old you're gonna be when that World Cup comes along? Mm, no, I, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I, I did the <laughs> math. I I put my cal- I turned my calculator on, dusted it off, and put the numbers in, and it was scary to think about. <laughs> but yeah. I I I. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, great, like you said, to have the World Cup here in the U.S. Um, I, I don't like that either. I think that they could have done it just in the U.S., just in Mexico. I don't get why they had to go together. Canada has no soccer tradition. Uh, and, you know, kind of like, I think, expanding on what you said, uh, Canada has no soccer tradition. The U.S. kind of starting not, not so much. Mexico does. You know, um, yeah, Mexico does. Me- Mexico, of course, does. I mean, it's, it's you know like a South American country, a Latin American country. You know, this is what we what we do. Um, so I, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I find it like you said, honestly, a, even a bit disrespectful to to do that and not respecting tradition that Mexico has hosted two World Cups before. Um, and and, and it's, it's very ironic as well because. You know, Mexico probably hosted two of the most important World Cups. The one in the 1970 and the one in 1986. Uh, why they were important? Because, for example, the one in the 1970 was the first one in, the, in which they introduced the yellow and the red card. It was the first World Cup broadcasted in color. You know, it was uh, probably the, the, as we know it, like the most international World Cup by in that time it was like the first truly international world cup and then in the 1986 one they had they were it was very important because maradona was the best player in the world and he did just magic in that world cup you know so and all the stadiums were super crowded you know and the u.s hosted probably the worst world cup in history which was in 1994 Mm -hmm. like the worst it's not just me saying it it was A logistical nightmare like teams had to fly from Los Angeles to you know like Arizona to like really far places to play the next matches the stadiums were almost empty they did many of the matches in football like American football stadiums in which you could see the the lines of the <laughs> of the football stadiums uh, that was the, the experience of the 1994. So it's ironic that you know they're putting those two countries together for a World Cup. I I don't know. I also think that it's crazy. I don't know how is it gonna be because normally the host countries they get a spot. So in, I guess yeah. in this case they're gonna get three. So I yeah. guess Canada. Canada's gonna go to the World Cup. Congratulations. Yeah, they made it. Yeah, <laughs> probably they don't even care about it. <laughs> My goodness, that's yeah. so so crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Is is this gonna be the first World Cup that is with like the forty teams? Sebas? 48, 48 teams. Forty eight yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. The next one is gonna be it's gonna st- it's gonna be thirty eight like it is right now. The one in Qatar, and then after that is gonna be forty eight teams. Wow. It's gonna be a really long tournament. And yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll see. You know, we'll be older, so maybe we'll be a little wiser, but probably not. Yeah, but hopefully by then we still have this podcast going on. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, don't doubt it. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's something to look forward to. 
but uh, yeah so exciting tomorrow don't forget is the, the World Cup start apparently it's gonna there's gonna be a show I think Robbie Williams is gonna be in the show I love that dude yeah that is amazing <laughs> I remember that video he had the thing bones I forget what was it called of him like he's like dancing with like some girls and I that one yeah and he becomes like a skeleton or something like that yeah 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 yeah. yeah that freaked the shit out of me when I was little <laughs> I mean, I the funny thing is that the funny thing is that the guy you see his face and he looks very intimidating and he's like wow like I don't think he's very tall <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. I, I think tomorrow starts with um, Saudi Russia Saudi Arabia uh, at 10 a.m. Central, according to my computer, actually. 10 a.m. Central, but I think you're looking the match, but not the the you know the opening celebration and stuff. Oh yeah, the match. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see what happens. Tomorrow. And and then guys, then I think comes the Egypt Uruguay, which honestly I am very excited to watch. That's on Friday. Ooh. That's gonna be a good one. That is yeah. an exciting one. Well, and we have the 15. Also, we have on Friday we have Portugal, Spain. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna call sick at work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's gonna be super nice. Uh, so, Peru, where is Peru playing? Is it, are they playing on Sunday? We play on Saturday at 9 a.m. Oh, 11 a.m. Sorry. 11 a.m. Yes. Yeah. We're playing June the 19th, which is, is still like Tuesday. Yeah, uh, we are playing against Japan. Aha. Uh -huh. Be careful, Sebas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've heard a theory, and they say that if you start winning, that normally, like, something like 70% of the teams that wins the first match, they qualify to the, sec to the round of 16. So wow. winning that first match is crucial. <laughs> Oh, not, Denmark. Not, not take care of it. Well, I mean, you, you, I mean you, you guys have a really tough group. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't like to be in your shoes. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> because we, yeah, because you guys have Australia, France. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Australia is not easy. I mean, they can be hard no, to beat. No, they're not easy. They are not easy at all. I don't think anyone's going to be easy for us. Um, they're going to be rough, for sure. Very tough to play against. Yeah. All right. Well, next. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening to us. Edgar, do you have anything else to add? No. Just the next next podcast. I'll be in Peru, so my audio may not be as great, but I'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, like every week we'll be yeah. here. So thank you for listening and uh, keep uh, and keep us. Uh, tune on iTunes and we soon we're gonna have a Facebook page so also please like us on our Facebook page and 